This message was preached as pulpit supply by Jared File. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it is beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 10, Genesis chapter 10, and uh, we look out into our world today, and we are divided, aren't we? We, we, we can look at social media, we can look at the news on the television, we can look at all these different sources and tell that our, our world is divided. We're divided by uh, our political ideologies, we're divided, uh, some would argue, by race, we're divided by all kinds of different things, and it ought not be that way. Um, <coughs> We've been looking at Genesis as I've been with you and as I've been leading my own church through uh, the book of Genesis. Um, We can think back to chapter 1 and 2 and think God created humanity as beginning with one single biological pair. A man and a woman who we all descended from. And we've got the the foundations of that coming from chapters 1 and 2. And we see how... We were created in the image of God back in those chapters. And we see in chapter 3 how um, all of humanity was affected by the fall. The divisions that we uh, experience today. All the the getting at each other's throats and and the relational um, discord that is in our society today. Along with the sickness of uh, coronavirus and everything else that we we struggle with, uh, it, it all is a result of chapter three of Genesis and and that coming into the world and and we we see in chapter four uh, this continued division and 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 uh, um, uh, discord between relationships. Not only between man and woman, as was, was uh, uh, spoken of in the, the prophecy there, uh, in, the, in the curse, that uh, uh, there would be, um, uh, man, well, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not going to try to quote it because I'll probably get it wrong. Um, but also, we have Cain rising up and killing his innocent brother. Someone one, uh, who is, is uh, rising up and, and their hands that shed innocent blood, which Proverbs tells us is one of the things that the Lord hates. Um, chapter 5, as we've been going through, uh, I was here with you for chapter 5, wasn't I, for the genealogy? Or no? Yes, for the genealogy. Okay, that was a genealogy, and we're going to look at another genealogy today. But those genealogies are different. Um, In chapter 5, you've got a genealogy that goes from Adam down to Noah, and it's linear. It's linear. It's just going from one generation to the next generation to the next generation to the next generation. And it's linear all the way through, and it's... um, The main point that we're getting at, one, it's connecting... The, the line of the seed of the woman that's promised in Genesis chapter 3, but it's also uh, showing the, the results of sin. And he died, and he died, and he died, and he died. We see that repetition throughout chapter 5. And then from chapter 6 on to, to chapter 9, we see the story of Noah. And God deciding, I'm going to start all over again. 
I'm going to destroy this world and start with a new one. Um, And he destroyed everything except for Noah and his family. We see Noah kind of representing a new start for humanity, like almost like a new Adam. And all of his children, uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, uh, saved with him through the flood. And, and God is restarting humanity, kind of hitting the reset button, so to speak. Um, but still, we see, and, and this is relevant to our days, we are all a part of one human family. Every single one of us, all, uh, you know, it's impossible to actually trace those genealogies so far back, but the Bible tells us we all come from uh, Noah and his family. And we're going to look at the genealogy today. And as I said, the last one we looked at was linear, and this one is is different. It has um, a list of uh, Japheth's sons, and then it has a list of um, Ham's sons, and it has a list of Seth's sons. And so it, it doesn't link from one generation to the next generation all the way down. Instead, it's laying out a table. It's laying out a, a dispersion. And this text has often been called the table of nations uh, because it, it's, it's these these names of these sons that come from Noah's line from which it tells us all the nations came from. We're going we're gonna to take a look and we'll read chapter 10 and we're also going to take a look at the Tower of Babel story. So I'll, I'll, it'll be a long, uh, long story, but I think it, it comes together as one unit. So let's read our text beginning in chapter 10, verse 1. These are the generations of the sons of Noah. Shem, Ham, and Japheth, sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Madi, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tiraz. The sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, Riphath, and Togorma. Togarma. (laughs) I'm going to have a harder time on this one. Oh, there's a lot of them, but I want to go ahead and and read that. The sons of Javan, Elisha, um, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim. From these, the coastland people spread in their lands, each with his own language, and by their clans in their nations. The sons of Ham, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush, Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Rama, and Sabtika. The sons of Rama, Sheba, and Dedan. Cush fathered Nimrod. He was the first one on the earth to be a mighty man. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kalneh in the land of Shinar. From that land, he went into Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth-ur, uh, Kala, and Rezin between Nineveh and Kala. That is the great city. Egypt fathered Ludim and Anamim, uh, Lehabim, Neph- Neftuhim, uh, 
Pathrusim, Kasluhim, who, uh, from whom the Philistines came, and Kaphtarim. Canaan fathered Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites, and the Girgashites, and the, Aver- uh, the Hivites, and the Archites, and the Sinites, the Avarites, and the Zem- Zemurites, and the Hamathites. Afterward, the clans of Canaan dispersed. And the territory of the Canaanites extended from Sidon in the direction of Gerar, as far as Gaza, and uh, in the direction of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, as far as Lasha. These are the sons of Ham by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. To Shem also, the father of all the children of Eber, the elder brother of Jepheth, children were born. The sons of, e- of Shem, Elam, uh, Asher, Arpachshad, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram, uh, Uz, Hull, Gether, and Mash. Arpachshad fathered Selah, and Selah fathered Eber. To Eber were born two sons, the name of one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan fathered uh, Almudad, Sheleph, uh, Shel- Hazarmavath, Jera, Hadoram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abima, Male, Sheba, Ofer, Havilah, and Jobab. That's my favorite one. It's like a hillbilly name, Jobab, right? <laughs> All these were the sons of Jaktan. The territory in which they lived extended from Mesha in the direction of Sefer to the hill country of the east. These are the sons of Shem by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. These are the clans of the sons of Noah, according to their generations, genealogies, in their nations from which these nations, from these the nations spread abroad from the earth after the flood. Now chapter 11. Now the whole earth had one language and, one, and, the, and the same words. And the people migrated from the east... As the people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed from over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built and the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have one, all have one language. This is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they may not, be able, may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. Let's pray. 
Oh, Father, we thank you for your word. Every bit of it is inspired. Every bit of it is uh, exactly your word, your inerrant and your perfect word. Lord, all scripture is given by you and it is profitable for our, our instruction, for reproof and correction and for instruction in godliness. Lord, we pray that you would help us, Lord, to, uh, to hear your word this morning. Lord, to give us ears to hear and eyes to see uh, what oftentimes we might just gloss over. Uh, what oftentimes we might uh, find difficult and, and, and give up on. Lord, help us to see um, what you want us to know from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We made it through. <laughs> um, as I said, this genealogy is different. We see uh, it's, it's listing all three of Noah's sons, and then it, 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 instead of going from one son to the next son to the next son to the next son, we have, we have uh, it, it says, you know, it introduces all of Japheth's sons, and then it lists the sons of the first of Japheth's sons, and so on and so on. And, and one thing about this is it arranges it in such a way that uh, it, it, there are some sons in this first list that it, it does spell out, spell out their, their descendants after them. And there's others that it ignores. It just passes over. Uh, I think uh, one of the purposes that the author has in mind here is he's, he's strategically arranging it so that in, in this text, we, we, if you count up all of the different names of the people, there are 70 names. There are 70 names. And if you go to the end of the book of Genesis... It's 70 descendants of Abraham that, uh, that were down in Egypt with them at the end of the book. And so one of the points that you see there is you've got a completeness, a wholeness of all of, of humanity, all of the nations represented uh, in this chapter. Uh, and at the end of the book, you, almost, you have like uh, Abraham, who's the father of many nations, who's shown uh, to, to have completed uh, the full amount of the rest of, of the nations. So that's, that's one of the, maybe the reasons why he's got uh, the, the names all arranged the way he does. But te- let's take a look at them. Uh, he, he takes these uh, each um, in, in one son at a time, and he tells us the sons of Japheth. And some of these may not be familiar to us, and some of them may... Actually, with a little bit of explanation, we may see something that's a little bit more there. We've got Gomer, which um, I wasn't as familiar with this, but uh, in, in looking at a Bible dictionary, um, uh, this may correspond to the region somewhere around Russia. Uh, the, 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 the people, the, the descendants of this Gomer that's re- represented here may have settled up in that direction. Uh, you've got Magog and then Madai. And uh, you just wonder, Madai might correspond to the Medes, the Medes and the Persians, uh, these, these descendants uh, of, of Japheth who, who went and settled in the Mede area. Uh, I, I hope that I'm not um, uh, being too speculative here, but this, this is not original to me. Uh, this is, is, is what people have thought about this text for a long, long time. Um, the Medes, um, you've got Javan, 
which in the um, it's not a stretch to, to as it's written here in the in the in the English text we see Javan in the Hebrew text it's not a stretch to find ion there uh, it's a yod vav um, no, noon for you two who've had Hebrew with me. And, and with that, you might get the ion or the ionic people or possibly uh, the Greeks. The Greeks from, from this name. Tubal, Meshach, and Tiraz. Tiraz uh, may be talking about um, uh, the, the uh, Italy. Italy. Um, um, the, the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, um, Rifath and Togorma, the sons of Javan, uh, Elisha, Tarshish, Tarshish. That's something that may sound familiar. If you remember the book of Jonah, where did Jonah flee to? Tarshish. He was fleeing as far away from Nineveh as he could. He was going to what, what we suspect is probably Spain. And so the, this Tarshish here is, is possibly the father of those who went over to the, the, uh, Spain, the, the Iberian Peninsula over there uh, in Spain. Kittim and Dodanim. From these, the coastland peoples spread in their lands, each with his own language by their clans and in their nations. So we have um, the coastland peoples. Um, uh, it, it's people who spread uh, to the north and... Um, uh, to the islands and things like that uh, is, is what we see here. The coastland people is is also spoken about in the prophets later on. Uh, Isaiah speaks about them, and other the prophets speak about the coastland peoples, uh, and and I think that's that's the Gentiles that will one day be included whenever the Messiah comes, when Jesus comes, and and the coastland peoples will hear the the gospel message about the seed of the woman who came, the the Jesus who came and defeated death for us. So, anyway, the point here is that. Moses, the author here of this text, is laying out these sons of Japheth according to nations and lands and languages in which they spread out after the flood. That's clear from verse 5. That's what he's doing. He's talking about how the people spread out after the flood into different lands. Then he comes to Ham. And from here we have Cush which that is the biblical term for Ethiopia. Egypt, or your, your Bible might say Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is the name for Egypt. So uh, they, in, in the English Standard Version that I'm reading from, it just translated it to Egypt. Some Bibles may say Mitzrayim, but that's, that's the same thing. So we've got Ethiopia, we've got Egypt, we've got Put, which uh, another, assuming it's probably another uh, um, African land, and... Um, Canaan. And Canaan, we know, is the land that's settled there, uh, that's the, the land that Abraham's going to inherit. And, but, but before Abraham inherits that land, it's filled with Canaanites, right? That the, that the um, Israelite people are going to come in and wipe out. Um, so, um, then the sons of Cush. Uh, Seba, or, you know, when we think of um, Ethiopia and things like that, we, we read about Solomon and the queen of Sheba. 
We've got Siva here. Havila, Sabta, Rama, Sabteka. <laughs> I don't want to read all these names all over again. But we then come to Cush fathered Nimrod. And there's a break in the narrative here. It talks, it talks here about Nim, Nimrod as being a mighty man on the earth. He was a hunter before the Lord. And he built these cities. It tells us, uh, he he was a he was a king he was a ruler he 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 was a uh, a guy who who built uh, these great cities of Babel which we'll read about in chapter eleven which is connected to Babylon which comes later um, Erech and Echad Echad we we today have. Uh, in the archaeological record, we can go back and we can study the language of the Akkadians. Uh, Ekad would be the, the father of that, that language group, Akkadian. You can go back and study Akkadian. I, I haven't studied any Akkadian myself, but I have friends who have. <laughs> um, uh, Kalna and the land of Shinar. Uh, and Shinar is, is that plain in which the story in the next chapter takes place. Um, and then from that land, he went to Assyria. We're talking about uh, Assyria like um, later on in the, in the Bible story. The Assyrians come and they attack Israel in the north. Uh, but it's that, that land. Uh, and in Assyria, he built Nineveh, this great city, which we read about later on in the, in the Bible when it comes to uh, all of the, that. And, and we can think of Nineveh when we think of Jonah again. Rehoboth Ur, Kala, Rezin, uh, between Nineveh and Kala, that is the great city. Egypt fathered Ludim, Anamim. I'm not going to go through all those names. But one of these names that, that's uh, the children of Egypt is Kashluim, which the author here, Moses, is pointing out from whom the Philistines came. You want to know where the Philistines came from? He's, he's telling his audience there whenever the, they're getting ready to, to, to uh, cross into the promised land. You want to work, know where these Philistines come from? They came from this land. They, they came from, they're one of uh, Egypt's descendants, according to this text. Then he lists the sons of Canaan. And, and as he's listing these sons of Canaan, you hear all of these names of these people that they're getting ready to battle whenever you get to the book of Judges. After, after Moses dies and they go into the cross, into the promised land, and they're defeating all these Canaanite peoples, you hear all these names. You hear of the Jebusites and the Amorites and the Girgashites and the Hivites and the Archites and all of these different names that you're, you're hearing are these descendants of Canaan. Um, that, that, and, and, and what Moses is getting to whenever he's writing this to the, his original audience that's getting ready to cross into the promised land he's he's saying all these peoples they're all descendants of canaan the one that in chapter 9 canaan was cursed for his father ham dishonoring his father noah um and it ends in chapter 20 the same way or in verse 20 the same way that verse 5 ended these are the sons of Ham by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. Again, emphasizing this is, this is laying out 
the, the, the pattern of their migration, the lands in which they settled to go out to. And the point is, all of these peoples, all of these nations, all tie back to Noah. All tie back to Noah. All one human family. Verse 21. Shem. Shem, of course, was um, the uh, oldest of, of Noah's sons. It tells us he was the elder brother of Japheth. But uh, Shem, um, this, is, this is the line we want to watch. In fact, in the next chapter, there'll be another genealogy of Shem. But this one here is just kind of showing how the peoples all spread out there from Shem. Shem would be the father of the Semitic people. Shem, Semitic, Semitic, you know, uh, we're familiar with that term today. Um, Shem, the father of all the children of Eber. Eber there, we might read along and just see that as another name in a list, but Eber is the same word in Hebrew for the word Hebrew. He's the father of the Hebrew people. Um, to Shem, also the father of the children of Eber, the, the um, elder brother of Japheth, uh, the children were born. Um, the sons of Shem were Elam. We can think of Elamites. Asher. Asher would be the same word for Assyria. So you've actually got Assyria being associated with both Shem's line and Ham's line. You've got maybe it was originally settled by Asher, and then Nimrod comes along and builds a city there, Nineveh. Um, Arpachshad, Lud, and Aram. And Aram is the word for Syria. Um, the sons of Aram list those. I'm not going to go into all of them. Uh, but then Arpachshad fathered Selah, and Shelah fathered Eber. Uh, Eber, as I pointed out already, uh, this is the, the word for Hebrew uh, in the rest of the Bible. To Eber were born two sons. We've got a, we've got a break in the narrative here. Um, the name of one was Peleg, for in his day the earth was divided. So we've got a pointer to chapter 11. In his day, the, the earth was divided. Uh, what is it talking about? It's that generation, that generation of Peleg, in which uh, this next story in chapter 11, the story of the Tower of Babel, takes place. Um, For in his day the earth was divided. His brother's name was Joktan. Um I think this is funny because Joktan is the word katon, which means small. So basically, this little brother of Peleg was tiny, or you can maybe call him Tiwi. <laughs> uh, Joktan fathered Almadad, Shelef, uh, Hazarmavath, Jera, uh, and, and all these other names. Um, all representing nations that were all spreading out from, uh, from Noah. Um, then it says the territory in which they lived. Well, it's, it's showing where they, they lived and everything. But then verse 31. These are the sons of Shem by their clans, their nations, their lands, 
I'm sorry, their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. We have this repetition here. Their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations in three different verses here. And if that's not enough, verse 32 emphasizes it again. These are the clans of the sons of Noah, according to their genealogies, their nations, from which, from these all the nations spread abroad from all the earth, on all the earth after the flood. So, the point here, we have one human family. We're all connected back to Adam and back to Noah and his sons. And when we think of all the division and we think of, of, of the racial division and hostility and things in the earth... We need to remember one of the things that the, the Bible gives us the tools to deal with racial division in our world today is we remember we're all one family. We're all one family. The Bible gives us a foundation to deal with things like racial reconciliation. We all come from Adam. We all come from Noah. We all are sinners We're all a biological solidarity that comes from Adam and Eve. Now, verse chapter 11, we have now what comes uh, as a story where the emphasis here on chapter 10 was how we're all come from one. And in chapter 11, it begins with a story of how we were all divided. Uh, Verse chapter 11 It tells us the whole earth had one language and the same words. Wouldn't that be nice? You would think. Wouldn't that be nice? You'd be able to understand one another. Sometimes I think we who speak English can't understand each other. But but here in that day, they all had one language. Everyone was able to understand each other. There, there, you, you didn't have to, if you wanted to go and proclaim the gospel in, in, a, in another country, you wouldn't have to learn another language to do it because it would all, we would all know the same language. I think the w- world is becoming more and more that way again because of our co- communication technology and, and, and uh, uh, just... All of these different factors. So many people now in the world, if you want to do business anywhere, you can speak English. We're, aren't we lucky? <laughs> the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had... Brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower. That's what I I want to emphasize those words that they said. Come, let us build for ourselves. For ourselves. A city and a tower. And it tells us with its top in the heavens. Think of think of the pride and the glory they wanted to accomplish and think of the tall buildings we have today the empire state building is just a midget compared to what the the what is it uh in the united arab emirates there's a building that's so much taller i don't know the name of the building But their, their point is, we're going, to build a, we're going to build a tower. We're going to show how glorious we are. And the Lord, uh, um, 
And let us, still in verse 4, and let us make a name for ourselves. Lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. They don't want to be spread out all over the face of the earth. God commanded them after they came out of the ark, fill the earth and subdue it. Go, go out all over the earth. Spread out. They don't want to do that. They don't want to fill the whole earth. They want to stay all together. They want to do see what they can accomplish. They want to make a name for themselves. They want to be a people of renown. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people and they all have one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. They were building towers. And God said, Oh, this isn't good. They're building a name for themselves. They're going to think they don't need me. They're going to, they're going to, there's not going to be any end to what they can accomplish. They're going to feel like they can do anything. And they're going to have no feel, uh, no sense of need for me. Nothing they will propose to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us now go down and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So God's decision in order to thwart what they're doing in building up their pride uh, is He comes down and, and it uses similar language. It says, let us go down. Similar to what we see in chapter 1 whenever He creates man. Let us make man in our image. There's a plurality there represented within God. And we see that in the New Testament with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, come, let us go down there and confuse the language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. So God stopped their plan. He stopped their attempt to try to make a name for themselves. And, and they had no choice but then to spread out across the lands and into all the world. Therefore, its name was called Babel. Because... There the Lord confused the language of all the earth. The word Babel means confusion. We live in a day where we experience confusion. We live in a day that is very much... <laughs> we may be more and more increasingly speaking the same language, but we are more and more in a day where we don't understand each other. Right? You try to get in a conversation with somebody on social media and you can be speaking the same language, but you don't understand each other, right? Um, God brought about this confusion so that the people would not be able to accomplish everything that they desired. I think it was a grace. Can you imagine if, if everyone spoke the same language? We know what's possible with technology today. Just imagine if all the things in technology and what that's brought... I mean, technology is a good thing, but think about all the bad things it's brought into our lives. 
And think of if that would have happened millennia earlier. If God hadn't stopped our ability to communicate back then. God was gracious in what He did. He did not allow the people to make a name for themselves. But later on, He tells someone that's a descendant of Shem to go out from among His people. Abraham, God was going to make a name for him. God was going to make a name for Abraham. He was going to be the father of many nations. And through his line, he would bless every family of the earth. We have this story here at the, at the beginning of the Bible here telling us we all come from one big human family. There was a disruption because of sin and we're all spread out all over the face of the earth. But it's through the line of one of these people there that one day the Messiah would come. He would die for our sins. We could now be gathered together as one people from every tribe, tongue, and nation in the church. That's what Ephesians tells us whenever he, he breaks down the wall of hostility between Jew and Gentile and he makes one people together. He, he takes the two and makes them one. In the day of Pentecost, what do we see on the day of Pentecost? But a reversal of what we see in the Tower of Babel. In the Tower of Babel, we see everybody's trying to do something together all in one language, and the languages are confused. In the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit comes, as they're waiting for the Spirit to come, when He comes, what happens? But everyone is able to hear in their own language. Pentecost was, was the reversal of Babel. Where, where no longer are we going to be divided based on uh, all of these ethnic, ethnicity based, but we will now be together. If we, if we trust in Jesus, if we trust in this one who was the seed of the woman, who was the promised one to Abraham, who was the, who was the seed of David, the root of Jesse, if we, if we trust in this one, we now are gathered together into one people in Christ. That is the basis for real, true reconciliation. That is the need of our hour in our society today. People long for justice and racial harmony. The Bible gives us that foundation. We don't need to look to books on white fragility. We don't need to look for all kinds of different books that, that try to find an answer in intersectionality and, and uh, 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 critical uh, theory and all of these. Uh, you, I don't know if you've heard of those things or not, but, but uh, the scholarly answers often rooted in the philosophy of Marxism to try to find an answer. No, the Bible gives us a foundation. We're all one family. And Jesus came to take those divisions and in faith in Christ, unite us into one 
new family. And one day in heaven, we will have people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Yes, there will be race in heaven. There will be an ethnicity in heaven. God will not obliterate those distinctions. But we will all be one family, all worshiping together, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. To Him be glory. You ransomed a people for yourself from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Thank you.